2: You can get them, but can you keep
3: them?
2: Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. It's your favorite homegirl, Corielle, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And ladies, y'all are in for a treat because we about to talk about getting to the honey on today's episode before we get into it though make sure y'all like this video if you are listening on a podcast app subscribe to the show and go ahead and get ready to share this episode with a friend because it's gonna get a little spicy we got the Mm. fellas of hardly initiated in the building welcome to the studio guys glad to
3: be here yeah appreciate that
2: Finally made it down to the studio, <laughs> yeah. and I'm ready to get into this convo. Are y'all ready? Let's
3: do it. Yeah, we're ready, too. Do
2: y'all do very many interviews?
3: <laughs> no, this is definitely an exclusive. This is,
4: on, yeah. exclusive. Facts.
3: Okay. Yeah. Very selective.
5: Very, very selective. selective.
2: Okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right.
5: <laughs> well, the ladies
2: are definitely going to enjoy this conversation. Anytime I have fellas on the show, episodes always do numbers because I don't think we get enough honest conversation about the current state of relationships, now y'all are not like relationship experts or anything,
3: right? No, but we. Now this is the thing: I, we typically say no to okay, that. But okay. But over the past two years, I mean, we spoke to the top one percent of people in marriages, right? Mm-hmm. We spoke to countless relationship experts, and we studied the game. So it's it's actually very difficult for me to say I'm not a relationship expert. I'm, I'm gonna say no. Okay. But we we got the sauce though.
2: You got the sauce. Yeah. Though. And. One thing y'all definitely have is your own personal experiences, things that y'all are seeing, dealing with, um, experiencing on a daily basis, as well as the women that you all serve through your own podcast. Y'all are like y'all got y'all ears to the streets at all times. So I want to talk to y'all today about your personal experiences, but also some of the things that y'all are seeing, like your perspective of what you're seeing from women as well. Um, So relationship statuses for both of y'all.
5: Single. Single.
2: Single as hell, or like it's a lady watching this that y'all got to be mindful of. What?
5: <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm seriously dating, but okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm still single. Okay. I'm,
3: I'm single as hell. Single as hell. <laughs> That's no, a fact, yeah. Nobody
2: gonna be tuned in mad. Okay. So let's start with you, Ryan, because you went viral uh, a couple months ago on my page, actually. Okay. With a clip that I shared, and you were talking about your preference in younger women. Uh huh. And I believe the word you used was malleable and the crowd went wild
3: (laughs) yeah 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 we're very wild for that the crowd
2: crowd went wild so do you stand 10 toes down by that statement do you want to so retract it what's your current
3: i do think that in the past i was prone to use some flagrant language okay so malleable or i I would say intentionally
2: okay
4: for
3: sure for sure but um now that i've matured over the past year or so, I do tend to change my language. So, in this case, my preference is not necessarily younger women. Okay. Um, Well, now it's kind of in that mid-20s range. Okay. You know? Um, and not malleable, but more coachable. Now, this is the thing. Coachable can probably still be seen as offensive. But in my opinion, if I'm running a team, right, I'm taking care of my ladies, I'm taking care of my kids. If Did I, you say Ladies my lady and my kids okay yeah i did say ladies
2: though yeah he did yeah i want to be clear
3: right now it is ladies but if i you know if i'm taking care of the the fam right and i want to put them in the best position then of course i'm going to want somebody on my team who's going to be able to facilitate and take uh adhere to whatever instruction or guidance i might be providing at that time Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's you know unreasonable and in fact i think that most men would like higher levels of cooperation from their women.
2: I agree with that. And I think a lot of times where the confusion comes in and this the gender wars and Mm -hmm. all of the things, the people going crazy in the comments, it's not necessarily the intention of what we're saying, but it's simply how we're saying it. Right. So I don't think that it's unreasonable or unrealistic or outrageous for a man to want a younger woman for all of those reasons that you just said. But when it's presented in the sense of I want a woman who I can mold, which is basically what malleable means, like I can bend you and you know and and bend you out of shape and you ain't gonna break. <laughs> basically, I think that that terminology was just like, well, damn, you gonna you know, like that is almost um, in the same vein as like grooming. I think is what people were taking it, you know, taking it as.
3: I mean, the levels and the response that we got from it, the level of virality was was really insane. But it's understandable, right? Mm-hmm. You think about, you know it's been years a hundred years hundreds of years where men have led through domination right Rather than masculine leadership mm-hmm. so if you have these women who you know don't have the best upbringing in terms of having a two- parent household where both a man and a woman is present and you know giving them the instruction and level of tutelage that they need to be successful in relationships, when you hear somebody like me saying malleable online it's gonna drive you pretty nuts. so I do understand it but I think uh, as a whole, it's best that we do find ways that, you know, at least be open to listening to each other.
2: A hundred percent, and yeah. I think that's the whole, that's the beauty behind the the way that podcasting is taken off. It's like, you don't have to be who, you know, this person to have a voice, to have to bring some value. Um, and podcasting, I think, is allowing us to be able to do that.
5: Right, for sure. What, what's
2: your preference, um, Tashaun, malleable women or no? <laughs>
5: <laughs> that word malleable is so tricky. Because it can be taken so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to say, when we first started the show, it was like straight barbershop talk. If y'all, if most women sit in a men a room with men talking, most women would be offended. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, just, oh, for like, sure. That's a big in, fact. And I just casual conversation. Mm-hmm. But because I know ladies are sitting here watching this conversation, I will not say malleable. But I think a woman that is willing to listen, mm-hmm. right? That is willing to be open to guidance, to instruction that's not so stuck in her way, has a wall up where she can't take instruction or leadership from someone who's qualified to lead.
2: Ooh. Heavy on the qualified to lead. I think that is where a big disconnect comes from. And it's not, in my opinion, the man's fault. It's the woman has such a terrible history of bad choosing that they don't even allow what could be a good choice to, you know, be that masculine leader Mm -hmm. or be because they've made... so many bad choices that now they're just expecting that this is going to be another
5: bad choice. Or they just have had bad masculine relationships even in family.
2: Mm
4: -hmm. Like
5: they haven't had healthy masculine relationships, whether it was with their father, their brother, Mm -hmm. their uncles. Men have taken advantage of them in their own family that they should have entrusted. So it's a lot of reasons that young ladies are not able to be open to masculine leadership, whether qualified or not, but yes, and picking is definitely one of those.
2: So what does what does um, taking, I don't want to say being submissive, but what does, I guess, um, taking your leadership look like as a girlfriend versus a wife?
5: So, you know, it's interesting because when I think about me dating now and I think about what it looks like for me to lead on a day-to-day basis in my relationship, leadership... <clears throat> is it can, it can go from small to big things. Okay. And I think women have to look, especially when dating, at the small things that he does because that's really what you're going to be able to evaluate at that point. So how might he instruct you to stand on one side of the sidewalk? How might he instruct you and prepare you before the date? How does he instruct you to or you know, watch over you as you walk back into the house after the date is over? Like it's just really small qualities mm-hmm that you have to evaluate in him to see if that leadership is there, to see if he's, like, providing that realm of security and safety around you. So it's not always, you know, what house you're going to buy or or, or the big decisions in which you evaluate leadership. Mm -hmm. It's the very small things. And that's what it looks like in dating for me on a day-to-day basis. I feel like you're always providing a level of leadership like right now the young lady i'm dating was looking at purchasing a home and i have a real estate background so i could have been in a situation where i just go ahead sit back i let her do all the work she come (laughs) to me she asks me questions here and now i throw a couple tips at her i sit back and you know i let her just kind of go about that process but like ideally, what I'm going to do for her in that situation is I'm going to provide a little bit of structure for her. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, hey, babe, look, when we look for the house, I recommend, all right, because first of all, what's your budget? What's this cool? All right, look, we need to look in these areas. You ain't going to find no kind of house like this in this kind of area, so we're going to look for townhomes. Search here. Mm-hmm. We're going to use here. Matter of fact, I got a mortgage lender. I'm going to send you this person here, and we're going to kind of uh, give her this structure and process for her to be able to then go ahead because she's, she's talented. So I ain't got to do too much for her. I just give her this structure, mm-hmm. and boom, she takes the game, and
3: bam, and she appreciates that.
2: That is so, a great realistic example.
3: Right. Yeah, some of those smaller things, I think that it is a, you know, a group of women that are open to that, some of those things. I think the issue is understanding what a man wants from a woman. Right, A man wants, first and foremost, trust. Then he wants lust and, of course, devotion, right? You want a woman to really affirm and revere you as a man. Now, with that trust piece, it's a very difficult thing for women to give up. And where I find just through personal experience and also through communicating through the many women that, you know, tune into our show is that when in times of conflict, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: that is when in times where men are holding their women accountable, baby, I would prefer things work like this. Maybe let's try to do this instead of do that, right? Those is when the, the mildiness, the attitudes present themselves. And men, you know, especially men who stand on what they believe and have those boundaries set, are having some serious issues with establishing that level of trust. And a lot of it, I do, I do sincerely think, goes back to the negative experiences that many of our women face when they're dealing with, you know, the, the guys out there
2: hmm Do you all feel personal pressure, like, in your personal relationships to be whoever the world expects you to be because of your show? You
5: know, that's a really great question. I don't know if it's personal pressure, but I do feel like I have to move strategically. Like, I do feel like I have to move streets. strategically. Yeah, yeah, like, like, you won't catch me... First of all, I mean, I'm not going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Like, if any, anybody who knows me knows <laughs> that, like, typically the young ladies that I date, I typically date women. I'm not ashamed to be around. But, like, <laughs> with my positioning in life right now, best believe if I, pop, if I pop out with a young lady, I'm very strategic about how I present myself around other, you know, around women mm-hmm. just in general. But, I mean, no other real pressure. And one, one thing we've never done, we've never... We actually, what was unique about our show in particular was we didn't present ourselves as the perfect models of what you should be like in relationships. We actually was very vulnerable about a lot of the mistakes and the wounds we've had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made our conversation so authentic and raw in on our show in general. So our audience don't expect perfection from us, but... They know we, we know better.
2: Once you know better, you are expected to do better. Yes.
3: Yeah, yes. my my experience is uh is is pretty, you know, pretty cool. I don't think I've had any well, I may have had like maybe one or two negative experiences actually from going viral. So, but outside of that, you know, in general, we do want to conduct ourselves in a certain way because I mean the thing is we can't go anywhere that has black women. Without being recognized and people coming up to us, so we do have to be, I I think, careful about who we present as somebody or who we, you know, how we represent ourselves and kind of who we have on our on our arm Mm -hmm. when dating. So I I do think that I consider that a bit. It's not much pressure, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, hey, I have to double confirm: is this young lady good for the brand? Whereas at first, you know. I could probably try some things out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) See what fits. You could throw some things up and see what's sick. I got you. Right, right. Got you. So you said that women are not really considering what men want. And I've heard this so many times. So to clear the air and to make it so that, you know, once you know better, you got to do better. What, in your opinion, do men want from these women Mm. that we just don't seem to understand?
3: I, I, like I said, I really think it's just trust, love, and devotion. Mm. Those are things are important. I mean, trust goes so deep. Like, like Tyshawn has said, from the very small things in terms of where we're going, when we're going, to very big things in terms of, hey, these are the changes that we need to make, whether it's in the household or how we interact with each other. And that devotion piece is, is, is huge too. And devotion, this is the thing, devotion goes beyond you being next to your partner. Devotion is how you present yourself online. If you go out and you with me, right, and you do the Kiki Palmer thing and you round that that's showing right there. You are not devoted to your man. Because the thing about devotion is what women really have to understand is that men judge men based off their woman. Mm-hmm. If a guy comes in and his woman is stunning and she looks beautiful and classy, all of a sudden I'm like, what does that guy do? Facts. Who is that guy? Now, on the opposite end. If a woman that I feel is uh, showing or showcasing some level of disrespect to her man, I have less respect for that man. That man gets talked about behind his back. That man gets invited to less places. And in fact, depending on the type of men that man has surrounded himself with, including his friends, that woman may even get more advances from people that he called his friends. Now, women have to protect their men. So that level of devotion, so much of it comes down to how she is when he's not around. And I think that you know, a lot of times women think, hey, if I'm not right with my man, it's certain things that I can do because I wanna do this with my girls or because this is how I feel. But you really, women must consider at all times is this the right thing to do if my man was around and if it's not then it's best not to do it
2: so no to the kiki for you too oh no what was the major problem in your opinion with kiki oh, come on. what was the what was the issue
5: let me ask was you. It, was <laughs> it would, the, would you would you have done that
2: absolutely not but I can tell you, but i can tell you why i you know like i can pinpoint exactly where i would not have i would no i would not have couldn't have been me okay but what, what at the root of it, was it that it was filmed? Was it the dress? Was it the singing? Was it that she just had a baby? Like, what, in your opinion, what was your issue with it?
5: You know, a, a woman who is sharp is always aware of what's going on,
4: mm-hmm.
5: right? So uh, being aware of it is really just understanding what the situation is. One, you're Kiki Palmer, right? Okay, that's the first thing. You have attention. You have an audience. You have eyes. You can easily end up all over the internet with just the slightest thing you do. So one, you positioning yourself outside, dressed the way you're dressed, and then, first of all, men, men, we instantly know. I instantly know, instantly know, if I if I'm with a woman, the way she interacts with another man, responds to his energy, I instantly know, either is something going on, something has went on, or something it could, could go on, on. Mm-hmm. right? just by the energy and how they're interacting with each other and the interaction was just disrespectful mm-hmm. to a woman who already has a relationship with another man oh no she's just she's just getting serenaded first of all no woman should be getting serenaded <laughs> by, <laughs> i don't even i and, don't even like the sound of my woman getting serenaded first of all but again understanding the situation at hand when you put all of those variables together mm-hmm. it was just a, a, essentially, an emasculating experience mm-hmm. for her man, and that's what that's one thing you that's a that's a position you never want to put your man in. Mm-hmm.
2: Agree, I agree. Do you think that he handled it appropriately?
3: Of course not. No. Of course not. No. That's something that you want to handle in private. Now. I don't know if it was a publicity stunt or if it was as part of the the marketing campaign for her album that, that came out or something like that. But at the end of the day, when you have issues with your woman, you address it directly with your woman and not in public. And I think when a man does, uh, you know, look to address these things online, that's an emotionally unstable man. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
5: so he furthered the emasculation.
3: That, oh, right, absolutely. Did
2: I felt like she was wrong, but you made it. You threw gasoline on it. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. address me in public.
5: Oh, yeah. Not in yeah.
2: public, but Chance the Rapper was he wrong? I didn't. I didn't was his twerking Chance. at the um, what was it? Well, well he, you know what I did.
5: I did so he was, sure he was getting danced on. He was getting danced on outside
2: uh, at the what's it called? The carrot, not the what's the festival? The
5: fe- yeah, I, I know like carnival. The
2: car- carnival, yes. It was carnival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
5: So he was getting danced on, and it's kind of weird. Like, and that's why I, it's just certain environments. I don't know if you should be in when you're in a serious relationship mm-hmm. because that's the culture of carnival. Like my people. That's, that's our background. We I'm, I'm deep in that culture. So I know it's a whining, twerking, you know, uh, grinding culture out mm-hmm. there. So when you get in the mix of that, you're going to end up in the mix of that. Mm-hmm. And just me personally, I just wouldn't want me or my lady in carnival if we just at a certain point in our relationship. Like, I just really think it's just certain things. It's just single activities. Gotcha. It's just okay. It's just certain things I just don't at a certain level. What am I doing here? What am I doing here? Agreed. So, was he wrong? Absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just not a good look for the family. Mm-hmm. It's, and and that's, that's really what it's about. It's like the brand of the family mm-hmm. is what I really think it comes back to, especially when you're at that level where the eye is on you, the eye of the people is always on you. You always want to protect the brand of your man as well as the man protecting the brand of his lady, mm-hmm. which is why I love seeing couples like... When i see like the 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 james family oh yeah like lebron and his 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 wife and his kids the
3: Messi's like that too yeah, who, who that? uh uh lionel messi
5: yes it's certain families that when i look at them i just think wow like they've really protected each other mm-hmm. for decades of being in the limelight where so many things could have went wrong you had so many opportunities i'm sure we could, some people, oh, he did this, he did that, whatever. He didn't bring the trouble to my doorstep. Absolutely. At the end of
2: the day, it is not in my home, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I, I think to your point, though, it's not just celebrity because social media has put the spotlight on all of us now. Oh, yeah. And so a big thing that we didn't necessarily have to consider in the past is, like, who you present online. So how do you all feel that your social media presence affects your personal uh, relationships, I guess, and and I mean from the sense of a woman that you would potentially
3: date. It's it, it's an impact. I mean, some good, some not so good. Uh, my Instagram profile is not very active, but obviously we got the the show. So I mean, the amount of DMs and solicitations that I get or women showing interest is is a lot, right? It's, <laughs> and it's funny because once it started happening, I literally called Tyshawn and I'm like, yo. I had to get back into the word because I got to get my discipline right, right? <laughs> because it's it's crazy because you know it, depending on why you want to influence people, right? So I really had to take a look at that why I wanted to influence people, and I had some some it was some some vanity underlying in there. So when it I started getting those those DMs, it's like oh yeah, this is what I wanted, and I had to really look back at it it's like okay, look. If, this is, what I'm, if this, is what I, this is the goal, then we're not going to make it very far. Mm-hmm. If income is the goal, then we're not going to uh, make it very far. So I really had to go back and look at, hey, why exactly I wanted to do this. So now the same DMs, I'm like, I, I don't respond. Right. I actually don't like it. I actually don't like it. You know, so some people would consider that good. You know, they got more people to pick from. But me personally, I I don't think so. But I would say one of the negative things is just being just having an opinion. Mm -hmm. So because I have a publicized opinion, I am now coined as very opinionated. When I have just as much opinions as you don't like as your mom does mm-hmm. or your dad or your brother, your sister. Trust me, you ask them opinions on some hot topics, they're going to say a lot of stuff you don't like. Right. But because I am publicized, then it does sometimes uh, impact not a woman's level of attraction, but her willingness to actually go out and, and you know, go on a date with me. Um, sometimes I'm able to work through it. But other times, to be honest, there's just women that just they like stay far away.
5: And you yeah. know, like ladies, ladies is, you know, y'all researchers. Oh, yeah. For sure. So y'all gonna research your man, y'all gonna look at his LinkedIn, his Instagram. <laughs> if he had a MySpace back in the day, y'all I'm pulling up everything. It. So it's interesting having a relationship podcast, because if you're dating and you got a relationship show, that's that's the only place they gonna go. mm-hmm. they're gonna I'm go. They're gonna go and binge yep. every single episode that you've had. And they're going to pull up anything that did not make sense.
6: When you guys first started the podcast in, I heard in 2021, say. when you had so-and-so on, you
5: said, yeah. you know, so like you got to address all these things. But here's what's interesting, though, because with the young lady that I'm dating now, so interesting. I found that this has been a way to have conversation that I probably would have never had. Yep without Mm -hmm. so it's so interesting we've achieved certain levels of depth in conversation that i don't think we would not have had if i was not entrenched in this space and she wasn't watching this show and asking these follow-up questions Mm -hmm. so it's almost like you know how people say babe let's read the five love languages together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we do that every episode yep
2: you're you're taking because and i did this with my husband not even realizing i was doing it but just talking about all these random Scenarios. What would you do if this? What would you do if that? You're taking the pressure off of it being you and her. It's like this is just my opinion. It's not directly affecting us, but now it's a talking point. Now I understand your thoughts. Now we can have a conversation on this. Now I can get to know you better. Now I can understand you better. And it's not a I'm judging you on your opinion or I'm taking it personal because it's an attack. It's just creating a conversation. So I love that. And,
0: and you see, that's, learn that's a lot. Important. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
5: important, especially when you're dating, because I think that's the biggest place we're failing in dating. Those questions and those conversations really allow you to understand the person's values.
3: Yep. And how they think and make decisions. Yes. When you look into apply for a job, they got a whole host of scenario questions so they can see how Your quick thinking. right how you think and how quickly you can get to that solution. So I think if more people ask scenario based questions, they could potentially learn a lot more about their partner.
2: And that's the beauty of podcasts, though, because, I mean, even if you're not hosting the podcast, just watching a podcast with your partner, just watching it yourself and then taking that conversation back home. You know, even though word on the curb is, you know, black people need to let go of the podcast equipment. Like we need to (laughs) take it out of the hoods. We need to get rid of (laughs) it. I do think that it's creating the conversation. Right. R.I.P. Kevin Samuels. People had all whatever your opinion was. He created conversations. Absolutely. He brought up these topics that need to be talked about. Whether or not you appreciated the way he presented them, a lot of the conversations that he brought to the forefront needed to be had. They were things that we just were sweeping under the rug, what we've been doing have been working and it obviously has not been. He,
3: he is truly right. the Godfather. Shout out to Kevin Samuel because this is the thing. Kevin <laughs> Kevin really <laughs> brought the conversation did. to the he table. Did. Like, it or not. like it or not. Like it or not. And the thing about it is we still not having enough conversations because I can, uh, you know, attest to this personally. You know, I didn't even... You know, and start investigating or look to understanding the dynamic between men and women or relationships as a whole until I was about 29, 30 years old. Mm -hmm. So you got to think about that. I'm well into my career. You know what I'm saying? Finance, okay, I understand that we don't need to be broke because that's how I grew up, right? Mm -hmm. But that's it. I mean, it's more to life than that, right? Mm -hmm. It's more to being a man or a woman than that. So he brought conversations that I think, you know, of course some of it was abrasive, but, and it's gonna be rough Mm -hmm. because a lot of us grew up without the right instruction, without a soft voice, you know, without a rock or foundation to lean on. But I still am very much so appreciative of the people who are willing to put out very vulnerable content. Because at the end of the day, we have to learn because it is a problem. And it's uh, agencies out there that are seeking to destroy families in general, Western culture families in general, especially black families. And this is the thing. I tell women this all the time you're not the only one that know you special. Your man or guys interested in you, not the only one that know you special. These corporations know you special too. And they want to get these women away from their families. They want to get these women out of the household. They want these women to be on the opposite side of the gender war because that's more money for them. That's more spending for them. So all of this talent, you know, like I think Tyshawn mentioned this in in a podcast. I think black female entrepreneurs are the fastest growing entrepreneurs. That's great. But let's think about what what else could that mean?
2: Mm-hmm. What well, are they running from? What are they leaving behind when they're grow, fastly growing these businesses?
3: Exactly, and it's not say that you can't do both, but you got to think about what comes first.
2: Would it be growing at that rapid speed if your family was taking priority, or if building in your personal life was taking priority? Right? Are we hyper? One thing Kevin Samuels used to say that I thought was like, ooh, that gut punching with that one. But he would say like, when black women get bored they go get another degree. When yep. black women can't get a man, they go get another degree. You know, it's like that is our default. It's what can we control? I can I can go get a degree. I can climb the corporate ladder. I can invest in everything outside of a personal relationship, you know, really figuring out what is at the root of why my relationships don't work.
3: Because it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And that means you got to look in the and mirror and work for yourself. Yep. And you got to be vulnerable. And the thing is, women love community. They love to be incentivized. They love structure. Right. They love to overachieve. And they're doing it all for somebody that's not willing to die for them. Somebody that's willing to fire them whenever they got to, whenever the 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 company is losing money, Mm -hmm. and these organizations know that. So we have to really do the hard thing, which is improve ourselves. Like you said, get down to the root of why we are running for uh, running away from relationships. And not that women shouldn't pursue education or higher purpose and those types of things, but we have to make sure that that's actually what you want to do and not using that as some level of escapism.
2: It for sure. For sure, we are. I, I mean, I did. It's like when you know you want this thing so bad. For a lot of women, that's marriage. You can't marry yourself, right? You yep. can't force a man to marry. Well, it's not gonna work out. You could do all those things. But it's probably not gonna work out. So knowing that you can't control that, I'm gonna just focus and invest my time and energy on what I can control, which is I'm gonna make this money. I'm gonna get these degrees. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you know all of these plaques up on the wall. But then I'm lonely at night. I'm, you know, I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. But I'm pouring all of this energy and effort. Into, um, you know, trying to fill the void. That only truly fulfilling the void with what you really desire, you know.
3: We had Doctor Jamal Bryant on the show, and he dropped the bar. He said, "You," he said, uh, "You talking about?" He was talking to women. He said, "You talking about you was tempted? No, you was bored." <laughs> and I thought that was ex- very descriptive of what's happening.
5: And it says, I think, uh, <clears throat> in the book *We Have a Superior Man*, he talks about um this uh, a bit he says the masculine is mission Mm -hmm. and the feminine is love and release and when you know women are in that space where they don't necessarily feel like they're operating you know at their fullest capacity they go ahead and hop in a masculine bag and they pursue a mission Mm -hmm. and it because it just becomes difficult because me i mean me personally i can date a woman with a with a job i can date a woman that you know is obviously taking care of herself, but i I'm not going I can't really seriously date a woman that's trying to climb the heights of the corporate ladder because at this point, we become brothers in arms <laughs> we don't we're not you know you know there's no polarity there's, there's not yeah that 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 sexual tension and fire is is gone at that point, but
2: because she's dedicated and devoted to her job.
5: Well, it's, it's, again, it's the energy that it takes. It's, uh, I've, I, and, and I've tried it. I'm telling you, I have tried it. And it's very difficult because even just in the the casual after, because think about when you come home after you've been fighting all day. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your T-shirt is bloody and you done fought the world, slayed dragons, both of y'all. And if you're mine, both of you guys are not really good at turning off the masculine. Mm-hmm like you still kind of in pursuit mode then what ends up happening is is you end up chilling with your with your homie
3: but the man boy. is 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 comfortable with operating his mask. It's natural for a man to go be on a mission and work 24-7. For a woman, it's, it's not natural. Mm-hmm. And you got to consider what's happening in these environments. A lot of these environments are male-dominated. A lot of these environments coach and uh, train women to suppress their emotions. A lot of these environments require uh, women to perform 10 times better than men to get the same level of respect. I mean... This is the thing, I work corporate. I know how tough it was. Mm-hmm. And I know the women who excelled in corporate Ooh, usually tough as, nail. tough as nails. They had something approved. They got something to prove. They usually weren't women that I'm attracted to. Now, yeah. they were absolutely women I love to work with. I loved them. Cause they did a thousand and one things and made sure everything was on point. Yeah. Right? But you gotta think about mm-hmm. what that does to you over time. Mm-hmm. And over time, it re- not only does it suck away some a woman's best years, right? In terms of fertility, right? In 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 terms of just, I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. I gotta be careful with my go words. I'm not like I no, even be gonna go there. But basically, it does a number on women.
5: Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be honest. The bet when you really look at it, the best women, the best women, are the ones that truly neglect family. I'm sorry. Neglect family.
2: You mean the best women that perform in corporate? Yes. Okay, you missed that word. Say that again.
5: The best women that perform in corporate are the ones who do not prioritize family. Thanks. They're not. They're they're putting kids on the back burner. They they don't even really want to have kids because they don't even want to stop working.
4: Mm.
5: Like they they either had them early and they working hard and the nanny got them. Or they just not even like, no, 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 right now is not a good time. It's a the conversation. I you know that in the has.
2: black community, the husband has been replaced with the pastor or the boss. Oh, And that, wow. that is who the black woman has, that's who she's answering to, that's who she's submitting to. We've hmm. replaced the husband with
5: those roles. Would you and, agree? And, and here's the thing I, I'm gonna be honest, and I'm, I can't double back and say that men, us, don't have a hand in that mm-hmm. as well, if, if I'm just being very honest. Because, I mean, first of all, I grew up in a house where I did not grow up with my biological father. Ironically, all of my closest homies I grew up with, and I grew up with some really sharp homies. Like, we all graduated top 10%. Athletes, like, my, home, my, my core homie group from middle school to high school was sharp. And all of us, ironically, had a very similar home situation. Mm-hmm. Either... Did not have our biological father or no father present in the house, and we figuring it out. We getting raised by football coaches. We getting raised by assistant principals. I mean, or getting our masculine energy from those areas, Mm -hmm. and we just having to really figure it out. So, it is uh, when when we looking at a lot of the 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 problems in the the feminine. I will say, I truly believe the men are gonna be the only people that can fix or be able to resolve this issue. I women are not gonna be able to fix this problem. And that's just the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody can be helped. It's gonna be casualties of war. But at the end of the day, it's gonna take the best men and the women who are willing to cooperate and understand and self-reflect and be better women, that's mm-hmm. gonna allow us to get through this place we in, this state we in, in relationships, Because as social media continues to double down on pouring poison in our minds, I can literally find myself scrolling and even be finding myself be like, these crazy ass women. Just with with, with the things I see, and I'm even now having to more intentionally unfollow Mm -hmm. certain things that I'm seeing, messages, but that's what men are now being inundated with, like these visions of delusional women. And men... Are, and, and, and women are seeing men talking about how bad they don't want to be with one of these women or how they'll never get married, which further just... And then we bring in all of this, and then we trying to date mm-hmm. with all of this deeply in our subconscious.
2: And then we're still having kids because yeah. we might be slowing down. You know, the rate of marriage might be... All of this other stuff might be slowing down, but we're still sleeping together. We still have unprotected sex. We're still having children out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're continuing... The cycle. Very we're, dangerous We're literally cycle. continuing the cycle. But nobody, I haven't seen it, nobody's addressing the fact that we're still just having these babies. Nobody yes. is talking about that. Right? Because if you talk about it, then you're shaming single mothers. If you talk about it, then you, you know, it's it, the whole cancel culture thing is like you can't speak to a solution because then if you're talking about a solution, then you got to be shitting on somebody who has
3: the problem. Yes. You
2: know, it's like you can't even present um, the solution without somebody having a problem with
3: it. Um, It's meant to be like that. Oh. Divisiveness. By
2: design, yep.
3: Exactly. Divisiveness is that's what draws the most attention. Mm -hmm. So they don't want us to have those positive conversations or conversations about change because that's not what brings these social media platforms advertising Mm -hmm. dollars. So what Tyshawn is referring to, seeing those those women that little nutty and out of control or seeing those men just be very disrespectful and brash towards those women, that's good for these, these media platforms.
2: Speaking of media platforms, what's your opinion on Red Pill
3: Community? Man. I think it's me and Tasha. I think we man, agree man. on a lot of things, but I think we might disagree on this one.
5: I'm interested. Good. Let's see.
3: So I think this thing. I do think there is a place for Red Pill community.
5: Explain what
2: the Red Pill community is first.
3: So the Red Pill community, I mean, I'm not a spokesperson for them. They're so woman
2: I, haters. That's how I describe them.
3: Yeah. It's a, it's a community that I would say solely holds women accountable. When it comes to the relationship dynamic, I would say
2: everything's the woman's fault, basically.
3: Yes, that's what the that's I would agree with that. That's That's pretty much the thing. So because so
5: because uh, and you gotta understand the avatar of the man who goes to the red pill community Mm -hmm. because so many of these men have don't have masculine presences in their households, they're lost and going into this world and um, imagine a man whose every experience with a woman has been negative, Mm -hmm. right. Because he does not have game, he does not know how to take care of himself. He's not personally developing. He does not have good discipline. He doesn't know how to communicate well. So with women, he probably gets rejected over over again. Maybe in school, he was getting teased. He was getting called ugly. That
2: is exactly. So women
5: what I'm have women have become a major issue mm-hmm. for this man, and he doesn't know how to fix it. So he goes to this community of men, who here's where the red pill gets it right. They are teaching men to get better. They're teaching men to go to the gym. They're teaching you to be disciplined. They teach you to get money. They teach you to do those things to build up your value. But where they get it absolutely wrong is when it comes to family, they do not teach family. They do not teach the benefit of having a woman in a man's life and how he becomes better with a great woman. They tell you all of the issues that women can bring. Here's how to have sex with women very quickly. Here's the things you need to watch out for, so you don't get, so they don't take your money. I mean, I even seen as far as the red pill community, the the the, one of the higher level uh, originators of the red pill community, telling men to even get vasectomies, so they can have, uh, so they can pretty much forego sexual discipline, and still be able to, you know, pretty much make make it a man's playground, if you will. But at the end of the day, the only reason that community exists is because it's been such a lack of masculine leadership. Uh, masculinity is, has even been getting punished over the last few decades mm-hmm. with it being something that is toxic and should be relaxed and should be much softer, and we push the softer men. And when you don't have, like, first of all, if, if, you, if you, you, the uncles, y'all remember, like, the uncles at the cookouts that was talking? Like, low-key, a lot of those guys would be considered red peel if you just hear some of the things that they say like a, oh talk to an old black man like he yeah but he was probably married but see that's and that's the thing i'm talking and again the red pill community when it, they're at, like when they talk about r- relationships their whole relationship dynamic and talking points is massively toxic mm-hmm. it's massively
2: and all toxic. these things did not work out now let me tell y'all how it didn't work now,
3: out. now this is the thing I do 100% agree with Tyshawn on that. But I do still think it's a space forward because although I don't agree with the angle, mm-hmm. I do think that sometimes you got to get punched in the face to get your ass up. I really do think that.
2: But what is the getting your ass up? What's cuz I just feel like it's not a solution oriented um, Philosophy. You being a better man, but then what? You being a better man for what purpose?
3: So, no, I, I, I do agree with that. But it's, it's just the thing. When I, I think about you had during the Civil Rights Movement, you had two varying messages mm-hmm. that you can say both were righteous. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Martin Luther King's message did not, some people, it just did not hit.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? But Malcolm X's message, it hit. Now, right or wrong? Now, at the end, did Malcolm X come around and he took a more holistic approach Mm -hmm. to, to, to race matters in the United States or in the world? Yes. So all I'm saying is if you get punched in the face and you catch that red pill, take it for what it is. Don't become a devout follower of it. Just get this level of understanding that you need to make a change. Get that little level of motivation and find your way to a G.S. Youngblood or a David Dita that's going to teach you not only the the dynamics between holding women accountable, but also holding yourself accountable. Because like Tyshawn said, women, we can't wait for them to change. It's us that must make a change.
5: Yeah. That's the the thing about it because... I mean, if you go back to MLK and Malcolm X, they were both righteous, though. No, they, I mean, if you roll with either one of those guys, you were going to—the the society would have been better. Red Pill is—I mean, that's I said— Where are y'all driving better. us to? Well, see, yeah, where that, are y'all, see, y'all driving that, that, us that's, to? And see, that's the issue with the Red Pill, because if—I can't tell you to go to any community that won't make the nation better overall. Like that. that's that's what's so that's that's the most dangerous part there, because if you get stuck there, then your, your growth stunts. The problem is you need to get punched in the face by your pastor.
3: This is the thing. Like One getting... message was divisive and the other message was more collaborative. Mm-hmm. It was very different. Violence was a big part of what Malcolm X is, is, is was putting out. So you can't really say, don't get me wrong. I think both had levels of righteousness. But what I'm saying is, one particular message was piercing. Mm-hmm. The message that we are, are delivering, this whole man message, yeah. is a lot more difficult to get out mm-hmm. than other message. So I don't agree with the Red Pill community. But I do think it's some space for it. Gotcha.
5: Unfortunately, if we continue to have a society... Where we continue to create i think we're producing just emasculated men mm. we're going to create the monster of the red pill community the That's red pill point. community is just the reaction of it's we spawned it from us not properly grooming the young men like it's an interesting i was actually listening to The story of the Joker, when they tell you the story of the Joker, how the Joker, the maniac, one of the most insane villains of all time, when you watch the movie on him, which I watched this weekend, it's like a whole psychology series. Like he was this super pacified kid Uh who had to suppress all of his emotion, who was not able to really embrace his masculine, who had to be this person that he was not. And over time, it spawned him into this evil character, one of the most evil characters of all time through suppression and repression. And that's what a lot of men are experiencing, being raised by women, mm-hmm. not being able to express or truly like direct their masculine energy the right ways, mm-hmm. and being confused and lost in this world. What happens is you create a red pill community, you abuse the hell out of women, you dominate women, you create feminism. These different aspects and facets that we hate, really, we all cause them. Mm-hmm. And if what you got to look at now is how to put the right information and the right resources out there to make sure that you just don't continue to repeat the cycle that we was talking about prior. So for
2: the ladies who are tuned in and they are single as shit and they don't want to repeat the cycle, they don't want another cycle. They want the next cycle to be the last cycle. What's some advice that you can share? What can they do more of? What should they be doing less of? How can they set themselves up for success in relationships? One piece of (sighs) advice.
3: I think it's internal. I think women, just like men, should work on what's inside. <laughs> <eyes>. <laughs> Ladies, listen. If you want to find you a good man and you want to attract a man for a long-term relationship, you do have to take care of yourself. You got to find you some hobbies. You got to find you some interests. Uh, you know, men, I, I, can, I can say this for Tyshawn and all the brothers, we can appreciate some domestic skills, right? Rather than you hitting that door dash four times a week. That's also important. And you just can't really forget about what you consume. You know, this is the thing. You got these some of these social media platforms, I, I won't name them. Some of them, they actually make up money off being in between righteous and ratchet. And that's what you're commenting on. That's what you're consuming. That is restructuring the way you think and the way you consider things. So you, this everything starts with a thought, as a man thinketh, so is he. As a woman thinketh, so is she. So if you're not aware and you're not cognizant of what you're consuming on a daily basis, the activities that you're doing on a daily and weekly basis, you can find yourself in trouble. So if you focus on those things and tighten up on those things, you are going to attract and put yourself in position and put yourself in position, which is probably a whole nother episode. You are going to attract the man that you truly desire and be open to the man that you truly desire. Because a lot of the a lot of the barriers that women have are solely from things that they don't understand and things that they not they have not yet come to know. Mm-hmm. It, it baffles me sometimes when I see women dating good women dating particular men. I'm like, man, you didn't see that coming. I'm, I'm shocked you didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. But it's because they have not even opened their minds to be able to have the situational and relationship awareness to decipher or scrub before they actually lay down with them.
5: Mm-hmm. So what I get for the ladies, um, because I think the Achilles heel of all women is that aspect and key of accountability, Mm. all right? So ladies, everybody else ain't the problem, okay? We have to always, there's always something that we can work on, and you know if you ain't all the way right. So one thing I, I see ladies neglect massively, massively, and I think it's probably even more important for women than men, and even men don't need to neglect this, but more important for women, you ha- your self-care, like the way you take time for yourself, being in tune with yourself, you being like, because your intuition, your knowing, that- that's like your superpower as a woman. So, like, when you neglect yourself for an extended period of time, you no longer are tapped in. That information You understanding what you need to work on with yourself, you being able to, that accountability piece, it's not that you don't know what's going on. So I just really recommend every woman intentionally, intentionally take some time out for yourself. If it's once a day, once a week, however you can do it. I've I've had this conversation with so many young ladies, and the first thing they say is. I'm too, I can't, because of work, I can't do that. No, I got kids and got, I don't got time to meditate. I don't got time for no yoga. I don't got time for hobbies. I got to do this and that. Well, listen, you too busy to be healed. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's the, that's the bad news. Mm -hmm. You too busy to be happy. You too busy to take care of yourself. You too busy to get money. You too busy to be happy. So you won't be, you're going to be in that wherever you at, you too busy to get to the next level. So just very intentionally make sure you're pouring into yourself and you setting time away from yourself and make that a hard boundary regardless of whoever got to take a loss because you got to make sure you're pouring yourself first.
3: Facts.
2: For the ladies who are not subscribed, where can they find the show?
5: How can they tap in? Hardly initiated. Let me tell you, hardly. And initiated is like one of the hardest words to spell on the it's Internet, guys. Right. So hardly like initiated, but we had to do it because of what we just talked about. Me and Ryan, literally, in the middle of building our business, we got to a place where the business was safe, it was stable, it was producing income, and me and Ryan was getting out these relationships that wasn't working for ourselves, and we started digging into masculinity
3: books. I personally was unhappy.
5: Books. And we, we both were. And I, we had this interest that was burning in us, and I'm like, yo, Ryan, you need to read this, and Ryan told me I need to read this book. And it was just so crazy, the information that was coming to us. Because what we just, uh, overall theme of what we got, especially when understanding manhood and masculinity, the strongest men, the strongest communities, they all came from these, through these rites of passage, through wise and strong men, putting these men on game, initiating them through processes where we found that us and many men now were hardly initiated. And that's what inspired the show. And actually, through consistently putting the content out, we also found that women, we're also having the same issue. We
3: can't initiate it either. In the same boat. In the same We both messed up. <laughs>
5: so now we're putting we making sure we're feeding and putting our content for the men as well as the ladies. So definitely go to YouTube. Hardly initiate it. Subscribe to it because we feeding the people regularly. And, of course, you made your appearance as well. Godzilla.
3: Y'all got to watch that episode. That was, that was a dope one.
5: Yes.
2: Thank y'all for coming. I think this was very helpful. I think the ladies are definitely going to take a lot from this conversation. Y'all don't feel attacked, right? We can have a conversation where we didn't necessarily agree a thousand percent on everything, but just sharing your perspective um, in a respectful way, I think that is the whole point of having these platforms. So thank y'all for coming. Y'all already know I truly, truly believe that there is a partner out there being prepared to love you properly. You just got to put yourself in position. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, share this episode with a friend, and I'll catch you next week. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any upcoming content. And take it a step further and go ahead and join our private community over on Patreon. Because it comes with some pretty bomb perks, including... Early and discounted access to our upcoming events, behind the scene exclusives with some of your favorite guests, the opportunity to call in on an upcoming show, the chance to vote on topics and guests for brand new shows and I'm even giving you unlimited access to my vault of business classes where I'm teaching you everything from Airbnb to developing digital products and everything in between and you can get access to our Patreon for as little as five dollars a month okay get in where you fit in and I'll see you on the inside peace